0: Let's refine your beauty IQ with help for the most credible and relevant industry leaders and resources.
1: We'll help uncover the answers to your most commonly asked questions, tie them up with a pretty bow and serve them up on a silver platter. I'm Annie Thurston, board certified aesthetics nurse injector.
2: And I'm Jenna Irby, licensed esthetician. Welcome, Welcome to, Charm, to Charm,
1: School. Charm
2: School. And nowadays, like so many photographers have so many different filters so sometimes like those dark, moody photographers, like they get a little extra contour in there, you know, and then the light bright ones kind of like fade it out. So sometimes it's not really necessary for their um, particular like bridal look because it all de- now I have to like work alongside of the photographers and their lighting and. Um, the way that they shoot so that that way I don't overdo it because if you do a heavy contour with somebody who has a dark moody and deeper contrast you're gonna get an even deeper contrast when when you um, contour them so I think contouring is really you have to be really careful with it these days because um, you don't want lines you know in photos and I again because I specialize in bridal and primarily the most majority of my clients that I do are bridal It has everything to do with their pictures.
0: Hey guys, we are so excited to share today's episode with master makeup artist Chanel Malio. Learn Chanel's must-have drugstore beauty products, her bridal tips and tricks, and her
1: favorite fast food cheat meal. So if you're a bride, a product junkie, or someone who is looking to integrate skincare, injectables, and facial services into your upcoming special event, then this episode is for you. Without further ado, let's get to learning with Chanel.
0: Hey, guys. Welcome to Charm School. We have an amazing guest here today. As you all know here at Charm School, we want you to learn from the best, learn from the most credible and relevant industry leaders and resources, and we indeed have the best here. Yay. We have Miss Chanel Malio. She just won Best of Our Valley for Bridal Hair and Makeup, correct? Yes,
2: I did. Thank you, yes, guys. Thanks, thanks you so much that. for being
0: here. Yeah,
2: I'm excited. Thanks, Jenna and Annie. Yeah. Yay. Um, So before we dive into some questions,
0: we are going to discuss what we'll be going over in today's episode. So we're going to get some tips and tricks from you. We're going to go over your philosophy and just your experience as a makeup artist and how Annie and I can tie in our perspective from a skin health, injectable facial perspective and how we can get all you brides out there and all of you for who are getting ready for those special events ready and optimally looking gorgeous and beautiful with their makeup. So yes. welcome.
2: Thank you, guys. Yes. I'm excited.
0: Good. So Chanel, tell us about your background. Like you've been in this industry for 15 years, I think. I yeah. actually met you over a decade ago. Yes. Chanel did the makeup for my wedding, which I'm Was so flawless. grateful for. Yes, <laughs> of I'm course, because she's perfect. Yes. Um, But no, you've been in this industry for a long time. So tell us about that journey for you. How did you get into it? How did you Um, star? And how have
2: you been able to actually make a true career out of it? So um, it found me (laughs) like this was definitely a career that I would have never thought I was in college going to ASU and I went and got a summer job at Nordstrom. And um, they initially put me in like a woman's section. It was called POV at the time. And I had just saw all of the Matt girls like they were just fierce and stunning and just these glamazons that were walking around Nordstrom and so every day I had to watch them walk down the escalator (laughs) and so I just walked down to the Mac counter and I I remember I would never go down to the Mac counter unless I was like fully glammed or like you know trying to be impressive you know it was always like I I think a lot of people like always feared going on to the Mac store into the Mac counters because they were like oh my gosh like I don't want to you know, I want to impress these girls or like, yeah. I'm not yes. as done yes. up as these girls, yeah. which is kind of the cur- gift and cur- curse of the makeup artist life. Totally. But, um, totally. Yeah. I went down there and I just remember somebody complimenting my eyeshadow and I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> probably not even MAC shadows, but um, I was like, I would love to be down here. And I just showed an interest for it. and she's like, great. I'd love to have you. And so literally the biggest sale of the year came around and six months later I was brought down there, given a brush bout I only knew how to use like two brushes and two eyeshadows. And I put those two eyeshadows on everybody for the first three months. (laughs) Amazing! (laughs) Even though there was like such an array of shadows. And then from there was just the camaraderie of the artists. Yes. um, And seeing how talented the other makeup artists were like really inspired me. Yeah. And so I asked a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, what color are you using? I would watch, I would shadow them um, and just ask a lot of questions. And so I think that my passion kind of drove my interest in it and yeah. I, I feel like because of my openness it allowed me to like grow as an artist totally so I had no um like professional training prior to that I was oh wow you were just naturally <laughs> <You're> so amazing <laughs> well yeah. it was I I had to learn I mean I sure there's yeah. always refining your skill <laughs> yes, refining exactly. your craft
0: yeah I mean I would say like you're like the OG Arizona makeup artist you really are you are and I mean not that she's old because she's looking fresher than ever, (laughs) but just that you really, I feel like paved the way, in my opinion, for a lot of makeup artists. I really do think that, you know, that you were around before Instagram was a big thing, probably even before it was invented, (laughs) um, before like all of that was so relevant now. And I think that you really paved the way for makeup artists to be able to actually do this as a career. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, um, not everybody can do it, but those that can truly can make it a, a career, right? Which you've proved over the past decade.
2: Yeah, I I honestly feel like as a Mac artist, we were the in, the original in, influencers. Totally, I agree. And I feel 100%. like, um, like our servicing and our knowledge and our ability to like like experiment on each other and on mm-hmm. colors and having such a of a, a vast variety of colors to play with and products to play with really allowed us to um, be able to cater to every person. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I continue to stay open. I, I love inspiring other artists because Mm -hmm. I know I was given a chance. And I feel like that's the most important thing in this industry is that you believe in somebody and that, um, you allow their creativity or their passion to kind of let loose. And I feel like I had, um, somebody who just gave me the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then, again, my passion ran with it, you know? So, yeah. and I yeah. see that a lot of times, like if people are hungry for it, if people are really passionate about it and they really have a desire to like help people mm-hmm. and make people feel pretty and look pretty, like I think that that's what really has allowed me to um, sustain my business and continue to keep regular right. clientele mm-hmm. Um and I, just, I think that it's not just about making people like look good, but making them feel good as well. And so I always try to bring like a really great experience to the makeup application. You yeah. know, it's almost like them coming in here with mm-hmm. you guys yeah. and having a spa experience or a facial, but it's almost like you're bringing the facial to them. So that's, I feel like has been a huge part of my success in this business. And again, that I just stay open and that I, I, I listen to the clients. Mm-hmm. That's really important, I think. And that was where… MAC really helped me working in the retail setting because you have to listen to what they are wanting. And I will be really honest. I was the worst salesperson. Like, I hated selling people products that they did not need. Well, yeah. Like, especially when they would come in with a palette of, like, 10 blushes. And I'm like, you do not need another blush. Like, let's just teach you how to work with this one. And I think that because, um, you know, there's so much product out there, people think that they need to have everything. Totally. But I am totally (laughs) a… basics persons like I'm like keep it simple like Mm -hmm. have the basics um, and then incorporate and accent it with new colors or fresh um, you know new products but I'm kind of I keep it basic and I'm like you don't need this product right so
0: as far as your like philosophy goes so Mm -hmm. you have a few ends of the spectrum right you have somebody like Kim Kardashian's makeup artist makeup by Mario let's say who is very much so into like that contouring he really he's an amazing artist right Um, great at his skill set. Then you have on the other end of the spectrum, like a Bobby Brown, who like really doesn't align with that heavy contour. She just really more into that natural look. Like where do you feel you fall in that spectrum? Like what's your like philosophy, I guess you could
2: say. Less is best.
0: Less is best. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I I honestly feel like everybody kind of overdone, especially now that there is um, more of a like obviously we have Instagram and we have YouTube, Mm -hmm. like we didn't have all of those things back then. And I feel like now the influencers are pushing products that they're being per like, you know, paid for to purchase these things. And so I think for me, I come with this experience Mm -hmm. and it's almost like I, I try to tell people what they don't need. And I think that that honesty and, you know, just like giving them a few key products to be successful because makeup is intimidating yeah you know that's kind of a lot of the reason why people didn't even want to come to the mat counter because it's like oh my gosh I don't even want to go there those girls are scary or like they're intimidating or like oh my gosh I don't look like them you know so I always just try to like come with a like a warm welcoming approach towards makeup and even as a makeup artist I feel like people are almost intimidated to like Talk to you because it's like, oh my gosh, I bet she's looking at my brows, or oh my gosh, she's probably <laughs> studying. My, and I do not feel like that at all. But yeah, I so, so like true to me. It's like I always again like I'm a very like loving and warm person, and sometimes the makeup has kind of been the area where people are intimidated by. So yeah. again, I just try mm. to keep it basic and, like I said, welcoming to people and just not be as dramatic. Yes, <laughs> as I, would I love, love, love
1: to know. Like what your basics are that you love to yes. use and you think everybody
2: should have. Um, number one, like hydration. You yes. <laughs> always yes. need hydration. Like, pe- like I always hear Jenna. Jenna's been like my only esthetician ever, <laughs> and she has always said like you can't, you know, stuff a old couch with. Oh you what, yes. what's your saying that yes. you say? So you
0: can't have an old couch, you know take out all the stuffing, restuff it, but not work on the exterior and keep the old fabric, right? Like Correct. you want that optimal skin health, that optimal ca- canvas, moisture balance to your point of yep. that hydration. Yes. So yeah. So yeah. Go back to your
2: basics. Yeah. So hydration. you need so to hydration? What else? sleep. Yes. <laughs> like mm-hmm. vitamins, like all the things in- internally mm-hmm. that will like brighten and freshen your skin. Um, and then when it comes to makeup products, like obviously like a, a skin care like a light moisturizer. And then as far as foundation, a tinted moisturizer. Mm -hmm. Like I think that everybody needs like a basic tinted moisturizer. And there's everything from, you know, um, department store, from Laura Mercier to MAC BB cream, Mm -hmm. or even from drugstore to like L'Oreal BB creams. And one of even my favorites is like the $6 e.l.f. SPF.
1: I got an elf thing lately, <laughs> recently,
2: and I love it. I was shocked. Their products are like, I, I love them. I love how like affordable they are. Like, yeah. I mean, I was a drugstore. I mean, we all started it in the drugstores. Yes. Like, we yes. all started in yes. a Target. Went wild. And, uh, yes. And I, <laughs> I still, to this day, love the department store brands. So that's, a that's to me, those are like the staples. Also, like, a really, like, great concealer that's not going to crease. A nice translucent powder. Um, a good bronzer and a warm peachy pinky blush with mm-hmm. a little bit of shimmer in it. Obviously, brows have to be put on. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. brows are crazy. Everything. Even if it's like, I think the like, most simplistic, prettiest brows are with just a little bit of eyeshadow mm-hmm, and a little yeah. bit of an angled brush to throw, throw in there and a clear brow gel to just make them nice and clean. Um, and literally, like a hydrated like lip jelly gloss. Like, those yeah. are my favorite. So, I love that. I love it. Simple. Super basic, and people people would be like, what? Like, and I'm like, yeah, like you can mm-hmm. make You want to,
0: you want your clients to look like them, but like the more well-rested version of them, which is the approach that Annie and I both take with our clients as well. So yeah, absolutely. I love for that sure. answer. <laughs> I love that <laughs> Me too. Um, let's talk about contouring a little bit, um, okay. because that's something that I think applies to all three of us. Like Annie, for example, you can use injectables to literally contour a face and then Chanel, you can contour the face by using colors. Right. So it's all so interesting. But um, Annie, do you want to touch on like what you do to help contour the face and why that is important and how that can like really elevate somebody's look and make them look more refreshed?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, with Instagram and contouring (laughs) and all these things can be very overwhelming. Um, I think to really look the most natural and not have to overuse makeup, you know, if we can help to rebuild bone structure, if there is bone loss with use of dermal fillers, um, that can be super impactful. So things like jawline filler, cheek filler, um, injectables have definitely changed because before there was more of like a one size fits all type of hyaluronic acid. It was used in all different areas of the face. Mm -hmm. Whereas now there are specific tailor made injectables for each area. and things can be done so natural looking before we would kind of fill lines and kind of chase the, you know, the problem rather than the cause of the problem. Sure. Whereas now we look at the face as a whole, as a global approach, and we're making sure that the cheekbone is where it should be, that Mm -hmm. the bone structure is where it should be in the jawline, um, supporting things like the pre-jowl sulcus. um, And those things really help with lights and shadows and looking very natural.
0: Yeah. So we want everything to be lifted. For sure. So how do you use bronzer or concealers or what? What products do you use to help give that look so that the light can reflect just where we want it?
2: Well, specifically for bridal clients, um, I usually always try to use like a powder product just because they are wearing makeup for eight to 10 hour days. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long day. And then plus, it's like it, it like they're going to be photographed. And mm-hmm. nowadays, like, so many photographers have so many different filters. So sometimes like those dark moody photographers, like they get a little extra contour in there, you know, and then the light bright ones kind of like faded out. So sometimes it's not really necessary for their um, particular like bridal look because mm-hmm. it all, de- now I have to like work alongside of the photographers That's and their lighting and mm-hmm. um, the way that they shoot so that that way I don't overdo it. Because if you do a heavy contour with somebody who has a dark, moody and deeper contrast, you're going to get an even deeper right. contrast when when you um contour them. So I think contouring is really, you have to be really careful with it these days because um, you don't want lines, you know, in mm-hmm. photos. And I again, mm-hmm. because I specialize in bridal, and the, primarily the most majority of my clients that I do are bridal. Um, it's it has everything to do with their pictures, and then right. not only looking good in pictures, but also being presentable to their their guests and all day long to sustain their pictures and their reception. And so, um, yeah, I kind of just like. I think it's important for clients to understand all that and Mm -hmm. why injectables might be something if like they don't naturally have a contour, you know, sometimes makeup is going to show that a little bit more than a natural approach to Mm -hmm. it. So um, I'm really careful about like not overdoing nose contour for pictures. Um, I definitely think like around the forehead and, you know, again, there's always a fine line. You don't want to be too harsh Mm -hmm. and you don't want to be... Um, just to define sometimes what I learned when we uh, when I worked at MAC was that, you know, sometimes contour can be a little and- androgynous. Mm-hmm. And so then it kind of creates a little like it takes away the femininity totally. of, uh, of your natural contour. So um,
0: it can also age people. I think like when it's overdone, yeah. it can literally make people look older. I feel like
2: I agree on that. Like it's it's kind of hard. I, I do think people are overdoing it, uh, you know, and you can tell the women who are like doing it very conservatively. And Mm -hmm. when you do it conservatively, it, it it looks so much like fresher and prettier. And sometimes I feel like when it with it overdone, people almost look swollen. Mm -hmm. It's like a swollen look. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like in a in your Instagram filter, you know, or Snapchat (laughs) filter, it looks great. But that's not like realistic yes. to um, in person or like for your wedding photos. It's two different yeah, right. looks. And a lot of times, too, I get <laughs> some clients showing me like a Snapchat filter. I'm like, okay, well, and I'm the what I think that I'm really honest. And I'm really like straight for And I'm like, well, this yes. is filtered. Yeah, this this is, filtered. is the lighting. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, this looks like it was in natural lighting. Maybe it was like in studio lighting, like bringing all of those things, like it makes a huge difference. So it's almost like, again, less is best. Like if they're going to go to do the injectables, like do them, you know, conservatively. And I also think don't do anything so close to your wedding date either. Like Mm -hmm. I think six months out, start experimenting, Yes, yes. you know, six months to a year, start Mm -hmm. experimenting, you know, and like find a professional who, you know, look look at their client's work. Like if Mm -hmm. they're overdoing things it's almost like be aware that you know yeah, that right. they might not steer you like into the right direction for your wedding like not like more is not better more fuller lips are not like i, do, yeah, I don't know right. like i think that a wedding is a very timeless event and I it's agree, like yes. those pictures you're going to show your grandkids right. mm-hmm. they're going to be around for forever so it's almost like do you want to go with that trendy big lip, <laughs> full lips, you know, like for your photos. You. And mm. then it's like, "Hey, grandma, what happened to your lips? Your lips were <laughs> grandma, so big." Right. It's like that was the trend. <laughs> right. Happened. And even with makeup, I try to make sure that people know that this is a timeless look that we're creating. Like if we do this really crazy wing liner with these full lashes, like Will you regret this later on? Because if right. you think about like our grandparents' photos and our, like even our mom's photos. My mom photo, had a hat. Yeah. My
0: mom wore like a huge hat in her wedding. <laughs> <Amazing.
2: laughs> she was wearing her SPF,
0: yeah. obviously.
2: <laughs> and we look at the photos, I'm like, oh, dang. Oh, no, that's amazing. My <laughs> mom had this big old crazy hair, and she's like, that was just the trend. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want, like, yeah. look, look at the trend that we're creating these days. Classic. So it's like, be mindful about that. You know? I
1: totally agree with you. And I think you made a very, very good point that, you know, the way I inject is I think good work is invisible. Nobody should know you had anything done. They should just think that you look good. And, you know, there's definitely a style of injectors and some people align with certain styles. And so I definitely encourage patients to not only look at the portfolio of, you know, that provider's work, but also the provider itself. Like chances are, if the provider looks crazy, you might look crazy too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, maybe they like that crazy and other people like that crazy, but if it looks crazy to you, maybe not the the provider for you. Exactly. And on the topic of contouring, you know, it
0: it always starts with having the optimal canvas, right? So when I have new clients come in and we do some before photos of their skin, you know, what I always tell people is that, yes, while fine lines age you, it really is discoloration in the skin that gives the illusion of dragging your skin down Mm -hmm. and aging you even more, in my opinion, because if you have hyperpigmentation or melasma in places that you don't want those dark shadows, that literally ages you more, in my opinion, than fine lines do. So if we can, you know, create a canvas on your skin where you know, we're lightening up hyperpigmentation, we're giving you a nice, bright, more even tone glow, that in and of itself is going to make you look so much more well-rested um, and more youthful looking. So as far as a skincare perspective goes, you should be going in to get those facial services, those light chemical peels, um, maybe some laser, some hydrodermabrasion, needling microneedling. Thing- micro-needling. Yes, exactly. Because you want to work on the skin health and create an optimal as most beautiful, flawless, even tone canvas as possible so that the makeup can go on as best as it possibly can, too. Um, So
2: and those things make a difference. I tell you, when you like when clients just have the fillers and you can tell that like they probably don't ever drink water, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like they're very it's very harsh, you know. And so I think that, again, going back to your, you know, um, metaphor with the couch, like we got to take care of, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't yes. just do injectables and not do
0: facial services, mm-hmm. Correct. in my opinion. Like right? making a
2: bed with dirty sheets. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lord <laughs> Jesus. Firm, yeah. Why no.
0: would you do it? Yeah. No. And you can't, in my opinion, have this like amazingly contoured facial makeup if your skin health is not optimal, right? Like right. your work will never be as good, Chanel. Um, it's just not possible if it's sitting on a bunch of dead skin cells, right? So, um,
2: and there is a way to make it look good, but it's like a more makeup and like right, the whole point, right. it's like, like you don't wanna yeah, want to be cake less. face on your wedding day. You don't want right. to like have it like slip off your face because, you know, you didn't take the proper care beforehand too. So right. I always say to my clients, I'm like, you know, go do everything two weeks before your wedding, at least like, you know, do your waxing and do make make sure you set up all your schedules. Just don't wait to the last minute. Cause I think that that's the biggest mistake too, mm-hmm, that everybody mm-hmm. waits to the last minute. Like, oh, I'm going to get my, you know, but it's like, how long does like it take to even like your, for your skin to heal so that you're not, yes. you know, cause I dead serious. I'll show, I'll share a story. I had a girl that I was like doing her lips, and they you can see the blood start coming
1: out from, oh, like, no.
2: the little, you know, I was like, "Uh, oh, you're bleeding. You can have this lipstick and this lip liner." <laughs> I mean, like, I did you literally did just do this before a,
0: you came it here? It was
2: literally, like, you could tell it was, like, fresh, and you could, um, like, I was like, Oh I don't want you bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> this prepared. is not okay. So… <laughs> What would you say, like, I would say seven to ten days before any event? Yeah,
1: honestly, ideally with injectables, you know, if it's somebody that's getting Botox, if I can get them in, because Botox typically lasts three to four months, and, you know, especially if it's their first time, I always want to make sure that they like the outcome. So if I can get them six months out to start, we'll do your first round, and make sure you like it. If there's any tweaks we need to make to it, we will. And that way, when we do your actual treatment before your wedding, you'll be ready and as far as filler goes you know ideally if you could do it at least a month before I think that that's that's good just because bruising healing all of those things do you have um any specific I guess instances where you've had somebody with bruising and do you have any good concealer or tricks that you
2: you like to use when it comes to bruising yeah, I, this happens very often because everybody's skin is different too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't ever like, I I I'm I love some Botox, you know, like, yes. so I'm like, I'm not going to hate on that at mm-hmm. all. Like, I, I love it. So I, I just think that some people bruise, you know, differently. So I definitely think like doing some color correcting. Mm-hmm. And again, there's color correcting products that are not full coverage. So a lot of times just um, kind of working the product into the skin and concealing it always with the cream product is more ideal versus like a powder product because powder tends to kind of gravitate towards those textures. And I think just like, like usually to cover a concealer or uh, to cover some bruising, it's like a purple, you know, sometimes it's purple, Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. it's yellow. So um, like a peach tone Mm -hmm. color corrector works well. Um, I, I, what do I love? I love like this MAC, It's Studio Lights. That one works really great. Um, It's just like a stick. And then I also love like just any sort of a, like a full coverage cream Mm -hmm. consistency concealer. Like I love MAC Studio Finish Concealer. So something that's not like with a wand, I feel like the wands are a little sheer sometimes, but something that's a little creamier and emollient-based.
0: And are you kind of stippling that on? Yeah, stippling the best
2: way. And sometimes even like warming it up with your finger Mm -hmm. or like a beauty blender. Uh, I'm not – I'm going to hurt so many people's feelings. I'm not (laughs) a huge fan of a beauty blender when it comes to clientele. Um, It's very – like it's just, again, because I like cleanliness and I like – Uh, And I just feel like, (laughs) yeah, like unless I have a fresh, brand new one, like I plan on giving it to the client, which is hard, you know, for supply wise, but like um, almost like a synthetic brush that you can just kind of pat in there Mm -hmm. um, because that usually works the best for. And then, you know, it might sometimes be really sore. So you have to be really mindful with that. So if you are going to use a beauty blender, you know, just, I don't know, they're just so hard to clean as a makeup artist, like to really get them super sanitary. For yeah. multiple clients, and so because I'm always like very careful about that um, with sanitation and clientele, I just choose not to use a beauty blender because I just I don't want anybody coming back with <laughs> any sort Something of anything. funky on their yeah. face. Nice. So yeah, we yeah. do. I definitely do a lot of. Um, um, Color correcting with bruising and just again making people feel like it's okay that they got it. Like I think yeah. sometimes people have a insecurity towards it or like there there's like there's like a little stigma, like for sure Botox shame. Mm-hmm. I'm like no listen, no, and there's I I no shame in Botox. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no regrets. And so um, and even with any filler, like I just you know even though like I'm not the hugest fan of like you know I I think that what's happened is that we have this idea of what is Instagram <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> injectables yes. and then what is like what, what the natural approach everybody's taking, like mm-hmm. the more um, correcting part of it right. or uh, maintenance, mate, maintenance right. of it. So I just think that I have a very conservative approach. Yes. With, <laughs> with
1: everything. That's, so. that's definitely how I interact. I like <laughs> yes. things looking very natural. It's just, it's none of these things are anybody's business, you know? And like speaking of weddings and photography and all of those things, like I tell brides a lot of times, you know, People are going to be taking photos of you with angles that you're not expecting. And so you really don't want that Kim Kardashian like crying face in a photo. That's (laughs) not a good moment that Mm -hmm. you're going to be happy seeing later.
0: (laughs) Totally. So. Yep, I agree. I agree. So bridal makeup. I actually did a poll on my Instagram because I was curious, like, how important is hiring somebody's bridal makeup artist? Which I I figured I already knew the answer, but I wanted to pull my audience anyway. Um, It was I think it was 85% of my particular audience all booked a professional makeup artist for their wedding day. And it was 70% of them, um, it was like on the top of their list. Like it was a priority to book their glam squad like pretty quickly. So the type of clientele that you're attracting, do you feel like, they're like, oh, I gotta get Chanel. I gotta get Chanel on my on my list of vendors, right? So do you feel like you get a lot of brides inquiring like right after they're engaged?
2: Um sometimes before an engagement. actually I find like, out. Yeah. I literally feel like people have seen my work. They were a prior bridesmaid. Like yeah. they know yes. they know that they're <laughs> man's ring shopping. And yep. at that point, it's like, hey, listen, I know that you get busy. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, you know, I have a like I would say that majority of my following is Bridesmaids, future Mm -hmm. brides, or you know, past brides and their friends. And, um, yeah, it's like a first thing. Like, sometimes I ask, like, oh, tell me about your dress or your venue. Like, yeah, that hasn't Mm -hmm. been booked yet. You know, yeah. And (laughs) so, my number one. (laughs) And I think that, um, you know, Scottsdale has become one of like the like a destination bridal, um, it has area. So I've seen like a dramatic shift in. Um, the numbers that of brides that are coming. So mm-hmm. I'm get, like, there, you have, in order to get your top vendors, um, venues, floral, all photographers, a year in advance is probably yeah. the timeline. Like I, I get yeah. brides like a month in a the hand. like, oh, I didn't realize. Like it is so mm-hmm. important to book the people that you want. Like I get booked two years in advance because people just are like, I want to make sure that I have you on my wedding day. And a, the clientele is not even a lot of women that wear makeup. It's just like women who like want to feel and look pretty on their wedding day and they've mm-hmm. seen what you've done to their friends yeah. or they've been at a wedding and they saw the bride and they were like, oh my gosh, you're stunning. And so, the, and I would say probably like 90% of my clientele are not women who regularly wear makeup, don't feel comfortable wearing makeup, but decide on their wedding day like, hey, I want to You know, treat myself and I need to get this done. And I think it's so important to hire a professional.
0: Totally. And
2: like, not just somebody who, you know, has pretty pictures and on Instagram. Like, I will Mm -hmm. tell you the, like, one of the greatest inquiries that I get in my email is, hi, my, my bride can't, or my, my bridal makeup artist canceled on me. Are you available? And that uh, to me is like, horrible. Oh, cancels on, you know, you know, like I who know. does it's that? I have never in all my 15 nope. years of doing bridal makeup, have I ever canceled or have I ever taken appointments that I wasn't no. able to do. So, um, I've, I've heard that more and more often. And mm-hmm. I think that is because you're not finding a professional. You're seeing agree, somebody yeah. who knows how to do their makeup really pretty Um, But I think that for brides, they need to really make sure they have a professional page. Um, You know, if you see more of them than you do their clients, that's a huge like totally red flag. You know, I think that it's important to see the the clientele that they're doing, and I feel like it kind of says like, hey, I. I'm going to put my clients in front like mm-hmm. but they they are my um portfolio. Yeah, not for me sure. because it's like everybody should, if you're a makeup artist you better know how to do your makeup. you right. know like, yep. like totally. I mean, and at the end of the day it's like All although I will
0: say when you post your selfies on your page, I love it. <laughs> yes. I post more of you a little, you're so a little personal <laughs> I sometimes. You're I so I'm like oh damn girl, Chanel. Showed well, up and, that, today. That,
2: and that's the thing. I don't I save the glamming for like my like I, I, I'm a mom of three, like, yeah, I, I'm busy. So it's like sometimes, I mean, I worked eight years at Mac looking, you know, every day having to, you know, put on my Mickey head is what I always said. Like, you know, <laughs> I never showed up like not. My so head. I feel like now, you know, into my, uh, my career, I'm like, I save the glamming. And then, you know, the, and when I, your staples when, that when you when I have can to take my on, photos, so. and I, I have a family event, like, and I have the time to sit down and do my makeup. Um, but that's the treat about, you know, hiring a makeup artist is that you're not sitting there, you know, um, having to spend the time to try to figure out the products that you have and where to put them. It you takes know? the like, stress like, off yeah. of the bride. And so I you, feel like yeah. with a professional, it's almost like sit down. Like I very rarely get told what to do. Right. Like they are kind of like, I just wanna look good, girl. I know you make me look good. Yep. And so mm-hmm. I feel like that's I love that when they when your clients have that kind of trust with you, too, that it's almost like they know you're not going to make them look ugly, mm-hmm, you huge. know, like they're not going to overdo anything. And so it's almost like, like, it's almost like with you guys, like yeah. you guys want to like make sure your client looks and feel their absolute best. So it's almost like you're not going to do anything that you right? that. Yeah. You does that make sense? And totally. so I feel like a lot of times that like those are the clients that like end up feeling and looking the best because it's like they trust you and you. You know, I I even know like for me, like I am obviously not an esthetician, but like I'm like, Jenna, you just give me whatever. And she wants to like treat me, you know, to the best of what she has of her work. And so to me, I feel like when I don't get as much direction, I'm like, I want to give you my all. I'm going to, you know, give (laughs) you like the best treatment and I'm going to make you look good no matter what. So I feel like sometimes too, when you're hiring a professional, like you don't have to give them as much direction, let their like,
0: their skill yes, let show. Him
1: show. Do you feel like with, um, tailoring makeup looks to how different photographers work? Do you feel like you have to prepare and research photographers that you'll be working with on a particular event as much as you do the client to make sure that, the, <laughs> that they look natural before I even
2: start a makeup application? I always ask like who their photographer is. Yeah. And the really great thing is that it is, it's not that big of a community, Um, yet. (laughs) I think it's growing. But I feel like once you learn their style, Mm -hmm. you will like and I think that that's another part of the success that I've had in the in the bridal business is that I know bridal photographers and they know how I work and they know like how my work looks behind their camera. And then I know how they're going to shoot. So it's almost like so, yeah, you definitely cater to that. And people, um, you know, us as creatives, we appreciate that you know, and brides feel comfortable, like, okay, they've worked together before they know each other. So like, I've seen the work that you guys have done together. Yeah. And so go done. ahead. You're yeah. a good power partner. Yeah, Yeah. I we mean, always
0: talk about that, right? It's like being connected to those you really trust and a good network and a community that are going to best serve your client and your patients. Right? Yeah. Well,
2: and I think we have history of that because mm-hmm. I've every time I've had a bride and they're like, I don't have an esthetician. And I'm like, great, I have one for you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, she's super conservative. You know, she's done my, I've trusted her with me. Um, She was a makeup artist too. So like knowing the history of um, people and their, and their work and, you know, I think, and vice versa, you have sent me so many clients and you, you know, my work. And so it's almost like you can, you know, that like they can cater to. Uh, like a spectrum. So I think a
0: good tip for anybody listening or a bride is whoever you're researching for that day. Like, I think it is important that you understand their network too. you know, how they um, effectively communicate and work with other professionals is so important.
2: That's huge. And I, and again, like when you spend a year planning out, like you will get all the best people. Like Mm -hmm. I find that, um, like I know for, um, a lot of clients, for the Paseo. There's a venue out here called the Paseo and they book year in advance yeah. and they are like always the top vendors, top people and I love working with those brides because mm-hmm. like they're a year out in advance. Everything's kind of taken care of. There's no last minute mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. like when you plan that at Far Ahead and at like the venues that are equipped to handle or like the, for, like, the whole bridal vendor team is mm-hmm. equipped to like know how to work Yes, the well-oiled. The, machine. Yeah, it's a well-oiled machine, mm-hmm. and it's like it's so well worth it to wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And plan ahead. So,
0: I think I we that. should all give some tips. So, like yes. from your perspective, you could give a bride looking for a makeup artist a couple tips. What would you say?
2: Um, let's start with definitely plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Like plan get ahead. get get your vendors on deck immediately. Yep. Um, get a trial done immediately. Yes. Like I think I I even say, um, you know, I don't book your day until like we do a trial Mm -hmm. because I want you to feel like you are comfortable with me.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: I feel like what we do, like, we're in people's faces. Mm -hmm, Like, it's such an intimate, and and then it's such a, like, intimate day that it's, like, if you don't, like, vibe with the person that you're gonna be in front of, yeah, Yeah. like, you have to be able to connect with people and know people that are are there that are gonna, like, nurture you on your day. Like, so it's not necessarily just about just looking good, but it's, like, is this person... Uh, like chill and calming or hey, is this person fun and maybe I need that on that on my wedding day. Mm -hmm. Um, So making sure that you connect with them, like not necessarily just get them booked because I know a lot of times people are like, oh, I've seen your work. I want to book you, but Mm -hmm. I want to like meet you. I want to make sure like that we like have an understanding that you Mm -hmm. feel like you can share what changes you want to make. So trials are really important and you know, if you're going to, if you're going to take a like, cheaper way out. Just know you're going to get what you pay for. With everything, At, right? Yes. With everything. So I feel like that one thing is like make a good investment like mm-hmm. how much are you spending for flowers? Why would you not spend just as much on your makeup? Right. Or you know I your agree. skincare, like that's yep. you're the you're the main focus. <laughs> focus on the day of so it's almost like okay, you're going to cut a corner here with the makeup artist or on your skincare or, you know, maybe not get your <laughs> Botox, but you're going to spend like how much on flowers? Mm-hmm. You I know, you. Like, I'm that's, like, yeah, that's what's so more important? important. So it's um, really mean,
1: interesting about the trial because I love that you do that where you make sure that you guys are a good fit before you even book them. So I think if you're a bride and you're listening, get your trial earlier than maybe what you think, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do it like two weeks before and then they're freaking yeah, out. No, and when I used to do makeup.
0: Like, it was like within the initial inquiry, you had basically four weeks to set up your trial mm-hmm. to your same point. It's like, you want to make sure that they're comfortable, you're comfortable and that you guys can proceed in a really positive way. Yeah. Right. It's such
2: an intimate day. So like, why would you want to just have like help right. there that are, is not yeah. really in support of you or not understanding? And so I think it's important that, especially for a bride, like you need a bridal makeup artist. Like yes. with bridal experience, you need to make sure that they know how to cater to everybody in your bridal party from mm-hmm. your grandmother to your mom mm-hmm. to, yes. you know, the, the the junior bridesmaid, you know? And so I feel like if you don't have that bridal experience of realizing day of and like run of show, and then like, hey, the photographer comes in and now it's time to take pictures. Like, are you done? You know, like timing is super important and people who are in the, um, is a bridal that our bridal vendors like we have a value for time that whole day yes and so understanding that and somebody who stays on schedule um so it's not again about just like completing a makeup app a pretty makeup application it's like will this person stay on time will they like get along with you know my maid of honor and all these bridesmaids that because most of the time, bridesmaids are girls from like different parts of your life. Yes. So it's like, can Eclectic she, yeah, group. <laughs> it's like, here's my high school friends. And here's my childhood friends. And here's my cousin. I don't like that much. <laughs> no, no, I'm just or, kidding. Or, I like, like all you, all you cousins. Of I like you.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I would hear when you're on location for a wedding, there's always some interesting stories going on in the background. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. for sure. You feel to be able to
2: manage that. And be able to still do your work and not get so sidetracked. Totally. You're like you're not, <laughs> you're not a bridal party member, but no. kind of like being the support yeah. of the bridal party member is important. So yes. I always think that, like I said, for brides, like that's a huge uh, tip for me. And then just not settling. I do not let my clients settle. Like um, I think it's important, like some sometimes, especially with booking a year in advance, like you're, your, your mood changes or mm-hmm. hey, maybe you tried on a different dress and like now mm-hmm. you're going with this whole other thing. Maybe want, at one point you wanted an updo and now you want it all down. Like that happens so often. And being able to have somebody that is flexible to your needs and just like, okay, yeah. You want you Yeah. Right? You want to have it down today or you, like, you want to do a bold red lip now? Okay, girl, like let's do it. Like and making mm-hmm. them feel comfortable or saying, you know what? do you ever wear a red lip on your wedding day? Or uh, do you ever wear your, a red lip ever? Right. No, but I thought today would be a good day. Like, mm-hmm. um, then I'm going to no. can probably encourage you not to do that. Like we can put some lip color on. And so I think that they like the fact that you take that approach of like being the professional, like Absolutely. having adaptability yeah. and flexibility, but being honest and just being like, if you don't wear a red lip, we're not going to do a red Stay lip Stay looking like yourself. <laughs> you don't yes. want to look like a totally different person and on I your wedding that day. And I think that that's the biggest thing that brides try to do. They try to do something new on their wedding day like they mm-hmm. want this newer like look and feel but it's not again like well, like a large classic. hat perhaps
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> be classic
0: be true to yourself yes, exactly yeah. and so
2: it's almost like find somebody who like is not gonna just like will be honest with you too like yeah. and not let you do something too crazy and I even for me like, and you, we're both makeup artists and we both hired professionals on our oh, day yes. of. Oh, like, yeah. I remember one of the things, like, I felt very honored to do Jenna's wedding makeup. And she said, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm a makeup artist, but today's, like, that day is not a day that I want to, like, work. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or exactly. even, like, I think because we know so much, sometimes it's, like, we could almost overdo it. Yes. Or then regret, like, what we're doing. So that's the whole thing, is, like, finding somebody who you will not feel regretful for yeah. later, but feel confident that they're just going to make you look your absolute best. I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. With, with One little question too with brides, like it's, it's obviously it is so much pressure on the big day. Do you have, do you recommend that they have a backup makeup artist or is do you have somebody that you work with, say, God forbid, you are barfing your brains out <laughs> and you can't go, you have some crazy illness, like what do you do in that situation? You have a squad of people that work for you too, I right? I do
2: have a squad, but, Thankfully, I have never had this situation happen. Like, God would, forbid, it ever. has never <laughs> happened. And, you know, I just, I've never, like, third day is just as important to me. I do yeah. over two to three brides bridal clients in the midst of wedding season a weekend. And so to me, like I still like go to bed early the night before and, you know, wake up early Mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure my whole kit's already in my car and ready to go because Mm -hmm. um, I live in a bridal world. Like I understand their day, even though like I do this multiple times a month, like it's their first time. So um, I don't have some like I, that has never happened, thankfully. But yes, I do have an amazing team, and um I actually have my sisters who do the same line of work as me. Oh. And so I always let the bride. I give them a heads up, like if for any reason this were to happen, like my sisters have worked for Mac, and who are amazing, and they yes. are like literally my first go to, and they would totally like have my back, but. Thankfully, in the 15 years, I have never had that happen. And so many brides are like so worried about that, you know. So maybe feel free to ask that bride that question. Yeah. I <laughs> you know it's a good question. Ar- to ask, ask your yeah. makeup artist that question. Like, have you ever had to cancel? And yeah. you'll find out their work ethic Ooh, and, and like idea. their mm-hmm. like don't feel hesitant, like, you know, do you ever have to cancel? Like, I I don't know. Like, thankfully, I always get sick on the weekdays. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) your body usually knows when you're allowed to get exactly. So I've never had that situation happen ever. And then just like, I think from, as for, from a makeup artist perspective, like, um, you know, don't overdo yourself either. You know, it's not about the numbers, you know, it's not about, you know, taking 10 brides, you know, a month. Like if you like know what you're capable of doing so that you're not overbooking yourself and overextending yourself or, Hey, you know, I want to take this whole bridal party. So I'm going to do 10 of them all by myself. Like one thing that I have learned to do is really depend on my team and let my bridal clients know like, Hey, I have a team. Mm -hmm. I can do, I'm capable of doing eight to 10 people, but like that, I don't want anybody to feel rushed either on the day of. So, um, those kinds of things to ask, you know. Annie, what do
0: you have for tips for brides for like leading into their wedding? What are a couple good injectable tips?
1: So I think we kind of touched on, you know, timelines as far as injectables go. You know, ideally, if I can start working with someone a year in advance like you, I mean, that's amazing. I want to get to know you. I want to know your style. I want to know, you know, the things that you want to focus on and have actual time to improve the things mm-hmm. that we're working with. So, you know, a year really is ideal, but if you're, you know, you haven't planned ahead again, filler, I would do at least a month in advance. Um, and Botox, I would do at least six months in advance because then you'll be ready for your second round right. before your wedding. Yeah. Um, for things like Kybella, you know, the fat destroying agent, the let's talk a year. We'll yeah. you know, there's yeah. other things that take a little bit longer. Right. Yeah. What about you? I, th- For me, I would say, I mean, ideally, you're getting facial
0: treatments every four to six weeks. But if that's not realistic for you and you are a bride who you're treating yourself to a series, I would suggest doing at least four facials leading into the wedding. So those spaced about four weeks apart from one another, the last one being either the week of or two weeks prior. But if you've been getting other services with me leading into the wedding week generally the week of the wedding is safe to do. Um, and that way we can dermaplane you or we could do some hydrodermabrasion and just make the skin look really glowy and fresh and defuzz so that that makeup can just sit on there perfectly. Yes. So for sure, I would try to do at least four. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Love it. Love it. We're planners. We like yearning. Yes. I think that was kind of a theme of today's chit chat was planning. <laughs> yes. And also I love like I, I can just tell not only by your work, but also just hearing you speak about you know, what you do and how you do it, that you bring a personal experience for people and you really take that very seriously. And, you know, essentially you're hosting them. And I think putting personal touches and making people feel like they're very special is mm-hmm. something that sets you apart in the industry. So yes. you're so amazing. Thank do we you. want to do a couple of rapid? Fire yes. Questions? We have some rapid fire okay. questions for you. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Want to go? Yes. Go. Okay. Well, so You you might feel like you have to talk a little bit about this. It's a bit rapid, but (laughs) but it might might be a long rapid. So a big um, trend and common concern that I see with patients is that they think that they have under eye bags or dark circles and they think that they need tear trough injections. Um, The amount of actual tear trough injections that I do on people is actually pretty low. Not everybody's actually a good candidate for it. Um, So for those patients that... It's not an issue of volume depletion. And, you know, it's really just that they have discoloration, like a purple hue under the eye. What is
2: your favorite concealer for that? I love Tarte Shape Tape. and I need to try Tarte Shape Tape. Tarte Shape Tape and light, medium honey. I only use two colors. I only use uh, light neutral or light, medium honey. I think that a little bit goes a long way. I think it covers and conceals. um, And then a nice translucent powder, like nothing... Crazy, like just something to just kind of set it so it doesn't crease. But that's my personal favorite, Um, and it's always like my go to. And it's funny because clients always think that their skin is way worse than like what you see. You know, like oh, they're always apologizing for their skin, and I feel so bad because I'm like, that doesn't even. Yeah, we don't even see that when um, you know we're doing that. And plus, it's like we know what can cover it up, so it's like it's not a big deal for you know like that. I know. I see that all the time. And I'm like, nah, you just need a little shape. Yeah, a girl. Total totally. area. And sometimes I like to use two shades. So either light, medium, honey or light, neutral. And then for very fair clients, light sand. Those are the only like colors and tones that I use. There's so much of them. Mm-hmm. There's like over 40. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of coloring with them. Um, but just make like I like the light medium honey because it has that peachier mm-hmm. tone up, to it. Write cover. that down to so, people yeah. for mm-hmm. sure, <laughs> agent, Make sure you
1: write this yeah. down. If it's an issue of crepiness, like an older patient, mm-hmm. um, do you use the same thing or do you have something that? Uh, so so you sometimes like to use?
2: I will just add a little bit of like a, a light um, eye cream mm-hmm. and blend it into it because I feel like Shape Tape is such a full coverage product that it can always be sheared down.
0: Oh, that's So good. you can
2: always kind of, and I'm a huge cocktailer. Like I can cocktail a little bit of like an eye cream or um, like something with a little bit more of like a dimethicone mm-hmm. in it to like smooth silicone. it. uh huh. And then um, just kind of cocktail something and then kind of pat it into the, because yeah, uh, that's actually an area that a lot more mature clientele. They're not, con- like we love a concealer. Mm-hmm. Like our generation loves a concealer. Mature clients, you know, I would say... There's a fine line. Yeah. You don't want to
0: settle and to show their lines more.
2: Like one time I did a bridal trial and she's like, I don't know what it was. And, you know, I went back and was like, well, do you wear this? Do you wear that? And she's like, I don't wear concealer. And I was like, oh, well, that's what it is. We need to take this off immediately. Like that's what you're seeing. And sometimes concealer can be like the makeup, you Mm -hmm. know, to some people. So Mm -hmm. highlighting. uh, Yeah. So Mm
0: -hmm. love it. Um, On your drive here, what... Station or radio station did you listen to? What got you ramped up and jacked up to be here?
2: Oh my gosh. I, oh my gosh. I've been listening. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> now you have to say it. <laughs> I've been listening to Justin Bieber. Like he has like oh, two songs it. from that. his new um album and I just like love him. So I was like listening to an acoustic Justin Bieber playlist. So cute. Like you were more zen. Like you yes. were zen driving Well, here. I heard him on Ellen the other day, like seeing his like little song with his guitar and I was like he has such a beautiful he's little so precious, voice. and he's
0: a man now but he's precious to yeah me. <laughs> no he is
2: still I, I know he's a man and he's married but I was like he's a little gem so he did a little strum but yeah I listened to Justin Bieber because so on Amazon Prime so yeah
1: okay I would say next question what's what? your oh, go. oh no no favorite fast food
2: restaurant
0: if you ever eat fast food, what would you oh, go? Oh, Jack
2: in the Box. I'm a Jack oh. in the Box girl. Jack I've, tacos or what? And tacos and then the 3-piece egg roll. Ah! <laughs> I've never had them. Their egg rolls are good. Yeah, <laughs> so, great. It's so tip for so bad. It's very like I'm actually I make food at home majority of the nights, but when I have like a craving, Jack in the Box is my jam. That's amazing. <laughs> What's your Am go-to I fast food you went?
1: Mm maybe like Sonic, like a grilled cheese and some tater tots. Oh, okay. I'm into that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. okay. I like, I like Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, You are obsessed with Taco Bell. <laughs> me those bean I, tostadas. Would say,
2: I would say that my second is uh, Taco Bell. I <gasps> love it.
1: Oh, Um. okay. So speaking of makeup, like things that are worth it, things that are not worth it. What do you feel like if, if you could get some drugstore finds that you're like, these are cheap and they're amazing and you should use it. And then
2: also some splurges that you think are worth I it. love me some drugstore. I love it. I think that, um, like I said, I'm like, an, uh, I'm a wet and wild girl. Like, so I'm like mm-hmm. still just true. And tr- like, I, I still wrap them. I love elf. Um, I love L'Oreal's foundations. Um, for so, for let's say drugstore like foundations, L'Oreal has a really great line. Um, I love their mascaras too. Like, I know people are like the Maybelline, they love Maybelline mascaras. Um, um, what else? I love uh, NYX, oh, the yeah. NYX brand, they have that in drugstores. I also love drugstores, and I want to tell you guys why. They have the best rewards program. Like, I do a lot of shopping in Sephora and Ulta, but I always feel like it takes forever to accumulate. And when I, like, go to, like, CVS or Walgreens specifically, they're always like, you have $20 off for what you spent last time. And I'm like, I will take the $20 because it Mm -hmm. is much better than a little sample I get at Mm -hmm. Sephora after Mm -hmm. how many points. Mm -hmm. So um, those are some splurges I do regularly, and I love, like, Maybelline lipsticks too. Like they're mm-hmm. pretty compatible. And they're just easier. I feel like for me, I'm always going and there's just less distribute um like stores. Like there's not a lot of Sephora's and there's not a lot of Macs and you have to like go into a drug like yeah, a department. Like I'm store. a mom, I can't handle yeah, going to that mall Yeah. So sometimes right now. it's just can't easier it. for me to go grab some quick staples. And people actually appreciate that because like they're like okay great I can go get these things it's on the fly you know right?
0: you're not like only using La Mer foundation yes you know oh yeah. and I love
2: La Mer I'm not gonna lie I love their moisturizing cream like that's
0: a good splurge yes. item for you
2: yes it's like go get the I mean when you have like maybe after tax season <laughs> go, go get the cream uh, La Mer cream um, I love the Giorgio Armani, um I think it's like the fabric foundation oh yes and I that's love amazing Nars nourishing long wear. Um, those products, like I will specifically use, like on bridal clientele, but again, like the L'Oreal foundation, sometimes they just whatever is necessary, you yeah. know. Yep. I love Charlotte Tilbury, those are the splurges that I will take. I live for her powder, I that's like the only powder I keep in my purse. Mm. Um, and I would say those are about it. So, like my it. Lemire cream and Giorgio Armani foundations, and yeah. Love it, girl! You, you gave
0: us so much amazing information today. Nice. We are so grateful that you came here. Do you want to share with um, the listeners what your Instagram tag is and how they can reach out to you and connect with you? Yeah,
2: um, it's Chanel Malio Beauty um, on Instagram, and then it's Chanel Malio Beauty Co. Um, dot com. Okay, for my website, um, email is always best for me. I feel like there's so many lines of communication. And so, um, email is always just ideal for me. Um, So, always inquire within. And again, if you're. And also, you guys,
1: check out
0: our um, Charm School podcast blog because we're going to recap some tips and tricks that you gave us today. Yes. And that way, we'll link her information onto our blog page. And that way, that will be an easy way to connect you as well. Perfect.
2: And I will make sure that I share it on my website and my Instagram as well.
0: Cool. Thank you so much, Chanel. Yes, thank you. Now
2: that we've served our audience, let's finish this bottle of champagne.
0: Cheers. Bye guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into that last episode. Make sure to stay connected with us. Go to wherever you download your favorite podcast to subscribe to Charm School and be the first to know when our newest episode is released. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Charm School Podcast.
1: In addition, you can check out our personal Instagram accounts at Nurse Annabelle and at Esthetician Jenna. Also, peep our blog at charmschoolpodcast.com. Hashtag Welcome, welcome to Charm School. To Charm School.